there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome into a brand new episode of Rip and Rock. We are doing this episode in the Sunshine State. Day one of our spring training coverage is actually was a very eventful day from our traveling all the way down to being at the stadium for the games. A whole lot of things to unpack, Rock, but definitely happy to be down here. And how can you not be happy? First off, with the weather. Secondly, with going to a field and watching the guys go out there and play some baseball. Nothing better this time of year. Great stuff, man. Honestly, we'll get to our travel towards the end of the show. I don't want to bore people to death with our travel excursion at the beginning, but I think it's something that needs to be talked about and the debate of whether you're an airport person that gets there two hours before or someone who gets there 15 minutes before. We all have one of those people in our lives and happens to be you. Well, okay. Anyway, we'll- let's... No, no, no. No, no, no. Let's jump in to what the O's did, though. Enough about the traveling. It was a big day in Sarasota. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, who has such high expectations, Rip, going into year two. Um, he made his first start of spring training. And it was one that had you know, one blemish. And then I think the rest of his start, it was basically spotless. He had a great outing. Yeah. So I think overall, so just for everyone to give the context of it, we, it's, it was great that our first day down here was Grayson on the mound, right? Yeah. And we got to see some other great players, especially ones that were highly anticipated. Grayson being one, Dylan Tate getting back on the mound overall. Yeah, that was awesome. Overall, it was a very good day for the Orioles pitching staff. And actually, overall, Rock, the Orioles pitching staff has been good, but seen in person. Let's talk about Grayson Rodriguez because that's the big name, right? Uh, Grayson going out there. Look, first start, who really, ex- you know, who fully cares, I should say, about the results? Of course, you want to get off to a good start. But for Grayson Rodriguez, the biggest thing is just getting your feet wet. It's been a while. It's been since October since you pitched. And you're right. Overall, Two innings of uh, pretty solid baseball. The thing that we'll dive into more on my end of of what I saw with him uh, specifically, but really the blemish that you're talking about is the two-strike home run that went down the line. And you talked to him after the outing about the what happened, and, and quite frankly, it came down to location rock. 
Yeah, he was asked about that. I didn't specifically ask him that, but in, in the scrum that I was involved in, he, he was asked and he basically said he wanted to throw that ball high and he missed low. So in missing low, uh, Zach McKinstry took advantage of it and took that 0-2 pitch over the fence in left field. And, and Grayson joked after it. And it's good to see Grayson joke about something like that because I feel like last year I'm not sure if he would have been smiling about something like that, even in spring training, because of you know he knew what was on the line. This was a guy with such high expectations, a guy that we expected to break camp with the team and be up on that big league roster when the O's were done with spring training and, and he wasn't, he was left down. And then I guess it was a week or two later, that first road trip, he was up for that Texas series. So that's not something that Grayson would just laugh about and shake off last year. He was serious. He was strictly business. He was a guy that was trying and determined to make the O's roster and, and be on the team for opening day this year. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I hope that wouldn't be a home run at Camden. He's like, but you know what? At the end of the day, these don't count. And he's absolutely right. They don't. And that's a, that's such a great mindset to have. Um, and the thought is, like, it might not have been a home run at Camden. It's where deep fly balls go to die, man. They, they really yards. do. They really do. And, and down here, by the way, also just when the weather is nice, and especially down at Ed Smith Stadium, the ball does travel more. Uh, it's just it's just the way it is. Weather it just feels beautiful. like, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I can, we can't get over that, that it's just a perfect place to be. And even Crazy. for me, Rock, this is why another reason when I was playing, why I love coming down. Six weeks, you get to be around this. It's incredible, right? So let's just talk about this in a couple of ways, at least for me to break this down. I guess this is supposed to be a little bit of my specialty of what I was seeing and being around the game. I, I want to start with the point you made about his comfortability with Grayson. So Grayson had so much expectations in year one. Mm -hmm. of last year, I'm saying, for his season and going into spring training last year was to break with the team. And I think so many people go out there and look at the expectation for Grayson to be a top-end starter in Major League Baseball without ever debuting. And I think you could feel that pressure last year, and he was tense during spring training, not his best outing, his more inconsistent overall, sorry, best uh, overall performance in his outings during last spring training, just the inconsistency. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't break camp. And then you saw earlier in the season, it was that same inconsistent flow. He gets sent back down then goes up for the rest of the season, in the second half, and he's very dominant, right? So that's, that's just to explain a little bit that players have to go through those emotions despite their talent. They have to go, walk that, that, uh, that path and then be able to move forward. Now, as far as for this game, you're right. He just seems way more relaxed and confident that he's trying to work on something. So today, he was trying to just get into the field. Now, watching it, he had trouble putting batters away. And he had some counts go very deep. But you know what looked great was that electric fastball. And Grayson has one of the most powerful fastballs. They say he gasses people up, Rock, for a reason. And he definitely did. And on two occasions of his two strikeouts on the day... Three, two counts, the hitters were battling, but then he put them away with an elite fastball. The home run is a location. He didn't locate well, and with two strikes, 
he gives up a, a home run, and that's a part of it. But overall, I liked what I saw from Grayson's first outing. Even if it didn't go well and he gave up five runs and it was a disaster, it's all good. But his mindset after, and just to touch on that, his mindset, Grayson looks like a guy that's relaxed and is ready to take on the future challenges. And maybe this leads to the next topic of this rock because someone that's dealing with a lot of those pressures right now that Grayson was dealing with last spring training is Jackson Holiday. Mm -hmm. And Jackson Holiday, everyone's expectation, doesn't that sound familiar? Oh, Jackson's going to compete to break with the team. And there's the expectation that he should be out there. And quite frankly, we saw it today. It was a tough start for Jackson, his first two at-bats striking out. And overall, the spring, it hasn't gone off the way that he's wanted it to, Rock. No, and you know what? Jackson's rise was meteoric. It was incredible last season. And basically, you get to a point where it's like, okay, you, you've really got to hit the ground running, and you're, you're going to face guys that are – I think Jackson talked about it. I think I saw an interview with him, and he's like, Guys, the difference between the AAA level and the other levels that he's been at, AA, single A, high A, like the guys are able to put their pitches wherever they want. And that's that's when you get to AAA, you're a step away from the bigs. And I'm not saying that's what he's running into because I'm confident that Jackson Holiday will be up with the big league club at some point this season. Now, I'm not sure that's going to be opening day. I'm not trying to ruin anyone's hopes and dreams, but – I am not sure if Jackson Holiday is up with the, and that's not because of the spring that he's having or lack thereof or this or that. It's because I think Michael Elias and the front office has done a really good job of letting players develop and bringing them up when they're ready. If they truly feel like Jackson Holiday is ready to be on the opening day roster, they're going to do it. They're not going to feed into no offense to what the fan base is saying or wanting. Like this fan base would be floored if Jackson Holiday was up there for opening day. But at the end of the day, you're going to do what's best for your ball club. Yeah. And, and, and that might not be bringing Jackson Holiday up to be on the opening day roster. I'm not saying it's out of the question. It could very well happen. But, you know, I feel like a lot's going to have to happen for Jackson Holiday over the course of the next couple of weeks. He's going to have to hit the ball like he did in double A and, and, you know, hit the cover off the ball to make this big league roster on opening day. Um, and, and if he doesn't do that, he's going to start in triple A and that's okay because Jackson Holiday is going to be a superstar in the MLB. He's on a path, that upwards trajectory to be an incredible baseball player. He already is. I mean, he's got it in his blood with his dad. This kid eats, sleeps and breathes the game of baseball. So, I have no doubts about Jackson Holiday and how good of a player he's going to be. It's just, is he ready to be up there for opening day? Yeah, That's the question. And exactly. This is why I brought the Grayson comparison, right? It's the talent is not an issue. No, with not these at all. Guys, you know, and, and for Jackson, you got to even keep in mind from Grayson last year for spring training, Jackson's even younger. Huh. And so he's a guy that people even saw just physically, right? Physically, how he looks from last year to this year, he physically looks stronger. He's going to get stronger as he progresses because he's still growing into his body. But physically, could he play in the big leagues right now? Absolutely. Watching it in person, uh, to, it, was, it was seen as far as he's physically, obviously growing and talented but i could see that pressing need or that that pressing sensation for him 
He was pulling off the baseball a little bit more. It felt like he was trying to do a little bit too much and not trusting his abilities. And everyone knows this isn't this isn't just baseball. When you are a little bit more tense or you try to do a little bit too much, you don't allow yourself to do what you normally do. And for Jackson Holiday, that is to be a complete hitter, hit the ball to any part of the field. But you know what I did love, Rock? And this was probably my favorite thing for a young player. Two strikeouts to start the game. You don't feel good about it, but... Did he hang his head? No. Third at bat, he grinds, gets a base hit up the middle. It helps start an inning. Now, granted, in the fifth inning, there was an error at first base that kept the the inning alive, and it led to the Orioles taking the lead and and going on to win the game. But Jackson Holiday turned his day. He turned his day into an 0 for 2, and with one swing of the bat, it's 1 for 3, and it just takes one hit to get going. But I'm with you. The Orioles don't have to be in a rush with Jackson Holiday. It's a dream of of fans of the Orioles for him to be there. But I think we're going to have to see it all play out. But I do personally, my opinion was going into all this, is that he was going to have to completely kick the door, blow the door down, and the Orioles have to find zero reason to not keep him on the big league roster to start the season. And so far, that hasn't been the case. But you know what? It doesn't change, like you said, what his future holds, which is one of the brightest in all of the sport. No doubt. No doubt. It's I I really, truly think he's going to be up at some point in the season. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when it's going to happen this year. And that's what we said about Heston Kerstad last year. I know they're two completely different players at two completely different points in their careers, but for Jackson Holiday, I mean, he's on the cusp, man. And not too many times, not too often, are you going to keep a you know your your top overall pick, your number one pick, out of the show for too long? I, no. I just don't see that happening. Um, Jackson Holiday, I mean, it, it, he's just a testament to how talented the O's farm system is. And that brings us to the next player we want to talk about, and that is Kobe Mayo. While Jackson Holiday is the number one overall prospect in all of baseball, Kobe Mayo, according to MLB Pipeline, is the 30th ranked prospect, and he's one of the top prospect in, prospects in the O's organization. And that dude, I'm telling you what, man, straight power. He hits the cover off the ball, and he is having a really good spring. And he had an RBI double in the O's 5-2 to win against the Tigers on Tuesday. Um, and he is continuing to just hit his stride play his brand of baseball. He's another guy that had such a great rise in in 2023. And he's another guy also, Rip, that is on the cusp of he is like plays and hits away from breaking through and making that making that big league roster. Yeah, I mean, he, he's – you, you were right on point with this. This farm system is loaded. And I think people that are following the Orioles have understood – the talent that Kobe Mayo has. If you, I mean, if you want to talk about putting on a show, go watch Kobe Mayo hit batting practice first off. The dude hits it through the lights, over the lights, whatever it Nukes. may be. It's unbelievable. Nukes. It's unbelievable. Nukes. Some of those balls just aren't landing yet. But what Kobe also does is that he is one of the most kind of what you're seeing, like complete hitters. He's disciplined around the plate. He's got great bat speed, and obviously he has power to all fields. That's what you want in a hitter. But what I'm loving more than anything is he just seems so wise beyond his years. I mean, for those that are, you know, you listen to the podcast, and obviously Rocco 
is doing the Sports Unlimited, and there's clips up there. But on that's why you need to follow us on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, or Instagram. On X, Rocky, you posted your conversation with Kobe Mayo after the game. And, dude, I, I am so impressed with his perspective. He wants to make the big league team, but he understands he has to continue to work, focus on what he can control. And what he's doing is putting together good at bat after good at bat and making some good plays in the field. And it's only a matter of time until that moment comes for him. But what he's done, if Oriole fans could see him like we have, and, and we've seen him beforehand, but seeing him in spring training, man, I, I, I've i always been high on Kobe. I said he's an untouchable trade uh, candidate. That means that the Orioles should not, under any circumstance, give him up. Nothing changed my mind. And after watching him and seeing him speak and how he handles himself, I think Kobe Mayo is going to be a huge huge part of the order of telling you man he has such a great head on his shoulders first and foremost he plays the game the right way and like asking him and talking to him about just being on the cusp and his mental timeline because as a baseball player it's you know these guys have their own timelines they have their own expectations of themselves and they don't buy into the noise i mean some of them might hear the outside noise, what, what this fan base wants from them, um, where they see themselves being or where fans see them being. It's like, oh, yeah, Jackson Holiday should be up or Kobe Mayo should be up. It's like they don't buy into that. You know, I love this fan base, how passionate they are. I'm not talking trash on it at all because they are so passionate. They want the best of the best and they deserve the best of the best. And to have a Kobe Mayo and to have a Jackson Holiday up in the big leagues, like this is what this fan base is is like dreaming of having these guys up but it's it's a case of of when it's the right time for these guys with Kobe Mayo I kind of asked him about his you know if you want to check the one-on-one out it's it's on my ex account Twitter account whatever you want to call it like you say but he basically said he's like I want to be in the big leagues out of camp what player doesn't though it's like every player does but he's on the cusp man he's right there and he goes but I can't think about those things because it's a really tough system to crack right now. He's a realist. He gets it. He does, man. Like he understands that this is the best farm system in all of baseball. There are a lot of talented players right now. There are only so many roster spots and he could potentially hold one of them. And his thing is he's just going to go out there, continue to try to hit the cover off the ball and do his thing. And good things will come for Kobe Mayo when he does that, man. He he is when he's making contact, good things happen. Whether he hits the ball a mile or whether he hits the ball for a single or double, uh, Kobe Mayo is one of the best hitters in this organization by far, and he's showing that in spring training. I know you guys don't get to see all the games, but just keeping up with the tweets, keeping up with the beat reporters, and coming here and watching these games, like you see how good Kobe Mayo is and what he's doing right now in spring training. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hopefully, you're listening to this podcast and <laughs> trusting our judgment yeah. and being around. And we're telling you, we, we were saying it last year, but we're telling you again right now, Kobe Mayo is one heck of a ball player. And he has... And we talked about how we feel about Jackson Holiday. I'd put him in the same tier of I think he can be that type of a superstar type of player. That's just what he brings. And then on a side note, as far as being a physical specimen, he's a unit rock. Like he, no, I'm sorry, a lot of people are taller than you, but it's not even that. I mean, he's about the same height as me. I'm getting cooked. I'm getting uh, cooked for that. Interview. You're getting, you're, yeah. Pe- people as are letting usual. you know because there's a huge height difference well, between you and Kobe. He towers over me, and it's like. 90% of the athletes I interview, they're going to tower over me. I'm not the tallest guy in the world. I'm like 5'9 on a good day. But like... Good day. Good day. It's... I hate it. But but back to, to, to the compliment of Kobe. Kobe is just physically... And he's a young player too. But he is he is strong. He is a... Uh, just a force that's going to be reckoned with. And he just does a lot of things well. And that's what's just so exciting when there's so many talented prospects, do not sleep on Kobe Mayo because he has such upside that you look for for a player that hopefully, you're talking about foundational pieces, Kobe Mayo's in that conversation. Why don't we switch here for a second then, Rock, as we kind of look into a couple of notes that we just want to talk about. We talked about some of the prospects. Let's talk about some guys with the Orioles who I thought impressed for me. Let's start first off with Mike Bauman. Mike Bauman big coming Mike. in again, big Mike, friend of the pod, by the way. Yeah, and and Mike is a uh, I've known Mike for a long time, been close with him, played with him at every single level. Mike, obviously, everyone wants to get off to a good start, and Mike feels like he has more to prove. Another efficient outing. I mean, I, I even joked about it on uh, today. I go, man, I'm trying to actually enjoy his outing, but when I before I could blink, the inning's over because he's being efficient again. He makes quick work, three up, three down, two consecutive times. People love to see that in Birdland. And and Mike Bauman has the ability after one full year of being the reliever under his belt to continue to build off of a really strong 2023 season. Yeah, man. And he is like 
his start last season, and, and he even talked about it. Uh, by the way, we can tease this right now. Like we spoke with Big Mike. Big Mike is coming our soon. First guest of the pod, I believe. First official guest, and uh, we got that episode with him coming out very, very soon. Maybe in the next couple of hours, depending on when this one drops. But it's coming for you guys. Like we had a really good conversation about him about. Um, what he's able to do on the mound, his transition from a starter to a reliever, um, hockey in Minnesota, food in Minnesota, where he's from. It was just a really cool conversation. If you want to get to know Mike Bauman like Ryan does, because Ryan knows him, it seems like better than anybody, um, tune in, tune into that one. And, and it's going to be a really good, it's like a 30 to 40 minute long, just like interview. If you're driving to work, if you want to just like tune in and get to know what are the Orioles like for who they are as a person, not just who they are as a pitcher, but you can learn a lot on what he does on the mound. Yeah. Um, tune into that episode for sure. But yeah, man, he's a guy that's impressed. It was really cool to see Dylan Tate back out there in a major league setting. And I know it's spring training, but everything that guy's gone through over the last year, it's like to see him back on the mound, it's something special for him. It's something special for Orioles fans because it is nice to see guys especially those who have dealt with injuries, those who sometimes can't catch a break, get back out on the mound, get back out there on the field and do their thing and play the game they love again. Yeah, I mean, look, there's, I, I think for a lot of, I don't want to say negative that's happened over with the injury reports, right? So people are a little bit diminished or down on the Kyle Bradish news and the John Means news and and thinking about Felix Batista not being available for 2024 and, all of this, but when you're looking at it and we're talking about, well, wait a minute, the Orioles have a lot of talented players. They have a lot of talented pitchers that when you look at you're building off of what guys have done in the past. So Mike Bauman, the example, Mike did so many great things last year, and I think he's going to build on that. Dylan Tate, the year prior, excellent. One of the best pitchers on the team and seeing Dylan Tate pitch against the Tigers what I loved, I could see the movement of his ball. Like that was what makes Dylan Tate who he is. I could see what he was trying to do. I didn't care what happened, even though he looked great. But you're looking at this, and the Orioles have a lot of guys that are figuring out themselves. And I think that's the part that is really exciting. And again, this is really early. This is just our first notes, but this is why we love being down here at spring training, especially why I love it is because I can get kind of get a pulse of where guys are, what their thought process is and what the guys are thinking right now is, Hey, we're, they're confident. They're confident. They're going to step up and make the right adjustments. And as time goes on, you're going to see the best continue to come out for this team and, and for these guys. So it's, it's an exciting time in Birdland. so much to digest. And I think just above all, these guys are here to work. It's a fun environment, but they have aspirations for 2024. They do. Personally and as a team. And you're seeing all of that collectively showing, and they're enjoying being out there. You could just feel it around the stadium. People just love seeing the team. But the, the biggest thing is the players love being there. So we'll dive into a lot more on that. This is kind of just our first day of doing this and we have so much more to get into 
Maybe we'll talk more about and we'll open up a question in the future about if you're a person that gets to an airport three hours ahead of time or you just want to relax and coast in when no, you no, want. We gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about that real quick. You sure? Yeah. I'm like dozing off, but like we we need to talk about that. So this is funny, and you sound like you're starting to doze off. And for us to give you the context of our day here for a second, we'll wrap up the episode as we move on. It's been a long day. We took two flights up at three in the morning, spent the entire day at the field. It's worth it, though. It's it's, worth it for the content. And yeah, Rocco's really struggling, as you can hear, but he's he's working on it because he's a good kid. I woke up at 3 a.m. I hopped on. Why don't you speak up a little bit? I woke up at 3 a.m. on two hours of sleep because I can't sleep before I fly out early. I just can't. I just can't. And I'm a last-minute packer, so I ended up doing that. So everyone on Twitter was making fun of me when I took the video of you strolling into the airport 15 minutes before our flight. I wanted to get there two hours before because Drew, I love the guy. He had just never been to BWI before. So we wanted to make sure we got there. We were set up. He had all his gear. He's traveling with the camera. He's traveling with the TVU. He's traveling with you know the tripod, everything. So we got in, got set up, and we were there probably two hours before the flight at 6.30. And then Ryan, I'm just like, where the F is this guy? Just strolls in with a coffee in hand 15 minutes before the flight. I put the video out there on my Twitter account. Just rolls up like nothing's wrong, nothing happened at all. And there was, there was nothing either, wrong. There was nothing wrong. You I, was, put, you I was relaxed. And you know what? You well, tried you're a TSA to- pre-check, I don't. Well, and you know what? You should invest in that. I I've should. had that for years. Yeah. But also, if for those that if you are a Starbucks lover and it allows it at airports, it's at, a ga- yeah, it's a game changer. You you if you can order ahead, which I did, yeah. you go through security, your coffee's there, and game you're just changer. ready to rock and it's roll. And that's what I did. Thing. It's very smart. I hey, never even thought of that. And you know what? For me, and this is to give you an idea. And I know if we sound tired, but this is how commit committed we are to giving you all the content in the world here. You know, for me, I was just, at, I was at BWI less than 24 hours coming back on a red eye flight from the West coast. So I was sitting there and well, man, this is deja vu when I feel like I'm running on fumes, but you know what? We do this because we love what we're doing. We're passionate about what we're doing. And yes, yeah, some of us might be casual walking in, feeling comfortable. Some of us have to be there 18 hours before a flight, just kidding, only two or three. But the ultimate goal for us is we are committed to getting you the Orioles content that you guys not only want, but deserve. So this is our first day. We are going to be re-energized, whether we like it or not tomorrow. And coffee is a great thing. I'm definitely going to have a at least three cups, maybe four tomorrow. I might do that too. I've almost been up 24 hours. I literally went. You from, sound like you. We went. You we sound went, like yeah. We went just just a you know picture, and I'm not asking anybody to feel bad for us because it's don't feel bad for us. It's been fun as hell. Like this has been a great first day, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was get on the flight on lack of sleep. It was. Take the flight from BWI to Atlanta, Atlanta to Sarasota. We got to Sarasota. We got we landed probably at 1145. Okay. So we get the rent a car. It's 1210 at that point. And I'm like 
almost like about to rip my hair out. I'm like, there's no way we are making this. And our photographer drew is going to be able to shoot Grayson Rodriguez in the one or two innings. He's about to pitch before we get there. So I'm stressing. We were, we're in the car. Well, cause it's good content and I didn't want to miss the sound with him. So we literally get into Ed Smith stadium, get our credentials, get parked at probably what was it like 1250 as we're about to walk in national anthem plays you obviously got to stop for that um it, but it's outside the stadium so that went on um stop for that heard the o outside the stadium that was actually really cool went into the stadium ahead of you guys got the credentials drew set up and then we did uh interviews live shots um Stuff for the late shows, stuff for the morning shows. Now we're recording the podcast. We did the interview with Bauman. It's been a fun first day here in Sarasota. But like, like Ryan said, like we're we're trying to just up our content game and you know interview some big names over the course of the next couple of days. Mike being one of them, uh, one one in the books. But like, plenty more to come, right, Rip? Oh, absolutely. And you sound like you haven't slept in maybe forty eight hours. So why don't we get some rest here this concludes our day one but this is what we're here to do and even though it don't matter it's a great story it's a part of the journey but we're going to gear up so we can give you more content on day two so if you're listening to this make sure you are hitting that like and subscribe button for this podcast for rip and rock you can get it on spotify apple iheart radio really anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to it because if you think we're done, oh, you are you are in for yeah, a surprise. We're gonna, we're gonna be firing off so much content over the course of the next couple of days, so just be sure to tune and in. And Rocco's going to sound so much better when he has some no more doubt. caffeine and maybe a few hours of sleep, but we cannot wait to bring you day two of coverage. So, again, I'm going to reiterate it. Hit that subscribe button, but that will do it for day one down in Sarasota for Rip and Rock. Until next time. This is Ryan Ripken and Rocco DeSangro, and we will talk soon.